Rise and Shout Podcast, episode 448. Matt, you staying warm down there in Houston? How's the weather? I'm, it's I'm doing the best I can, but it is uh, it is not beautiful. This is not the weather I moved to Texas for. Um, yeah, this is pretty much a disaster area. Yeah, yeah, so, you guys are a bunch of wimps. I'm just kidding. You guys are just well, yeah, prepared. I, it's, no, the infrastructure just is not set up to handle this, and people don't build their houses to handle this. Um, you know, and so to to have sustained uh, freezing weather for several days. I mean, you guys uh, don't even like winterize winterize your sprinkler systems, do you? No, they don't come out and like flush open. out the. Oh. My pool's open year round because I can heat it, it when if I want to use it in the winter. So yeah, it's uh, this is um, yeah they keep using the word unprecedented, but I kind of hate that word. <laughs> yeah, because so, we've been like um, a twelve months of unprecedented garbage. Yeah. Yeah, but what's tough here is, you know, when people, because there's been a lot of power outages, so people are losing power, um, then they can't heat their house, um, pipes freeze and burst, and it's just been, um, we've we've been very lucky, we've been very fortunate, uh, we've we've been, been, you know, relatively in good shape, so yeah, it's it's a tough, it's a tough space, it's a tough spot, for sure. Yeah, you guys were having some issues last night, we're recording this on Wednesday night, um, because we just we wanted to avoid you know having to start and stop the show like five times, and I can't guarantee that that won't happen tonight. But well, we, I mean, we have been better more steady chance, today. better better chance. So, oh, here we go. It's all about probabilities. So, Matt, the biggest question we've gotten over the last couple of weeks is why are we ending? Why are we ending the show? So here's here's the thing. It was all a ploy to have you guys send us money. No, I'm kidding. That is not. That is not why we're ending the show. Because we did have people well, we, say, but we, "Yeah, but we do appreciate those of you who made that suggestion." Yeah, yeah. And we will be shutting off the Patreon this month, by the way. Um, so those of you that uh, have our Patreon subscribers, we're going to suspend that so that you're not. We're not stealing your money uh, at this point. Um, so I was kind of. We were kind of vague about it last week. So I'm just going to come out and say it this week. I was called as bishop in our ward here in Kansas, and I just don't have the time uh, to do the show right now. I got to do bishop stuff, which is really weird that I'm a bishop. Uh, They clearly did not listen to this show before making that call. Uh, But Facts. Um, But I would say um, if if I have a night uh, that I'm going to take away from doing from doing the bishop stuff it's going to be hanging out with my family or work or other things that i've got to do and something had to give um and i'm going to still write so this was the thing that had to give um so and you and i have been talking about when to land this plane for what at least a year yeah i'd say at least a year um you know doing a weekly show has been a blast but it also is a bit of not a grind grinds the wrong word because i enjoy every time we record except a couple times i've done it when i was sick i didn't like that as much um <laughs> but i've enjoyed the I, I enjoy every time we record it's just it's the responsibility of getting ready for the show quite frankly that's more of the daunting task than actually recording it um you know so anyway, that's the reason um, we actually have had at least three offers of sponsorship for the podcast, um, which we will not uh, be taking right now. I will say this. I, we'll get into this in a minute. I had no idea how much this show meant to some of you. So uh, when we made this decision, we knew that, you know, Sweeney and Gary Payne would be upset and a couple of you would be like, meh. I'll find another show. Uh, we'll get into this. We didn't really understand how, what it meant to some of you. And um, that being said, the decision is still is that. We are considering coming back for football season, but I, I just can't promise that until uh, I've been a bishop now for like three weeks. Like, I still have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> you don't even know. You have no clue what's going on right now. I have no idea. So it's no cool. Idea going it's on. cool. Um, I, I had no idea. So is there a possibility we could come back? Yes. So I would suggest any of you that would be interested in whatever we do in the future, I would send us, um, 
I would send us an email at riseandshoutpod at gmail.com. We'll put it into a mailing list. And if anything changes, we decide to do anything, whether that's blog or podcast or Instagram or YouTube, if we do something again, we'll we'll let you guys know. So I don't even that? know like half of the things you just said. I'm I'm no millennial, Mangum. I, I said Am I hashtagging? Are you hashtagging? You are not. But we're gonna hashtag here in a minute. So Matt, right. it's time for the final tweet bag. Are you ready? Tweet bag. Got a tasty beverage for it. So did I. I brought my own. <sighs> nice job. Um, you know, I was always disappointed that Dr. Pepper, somehow it never reached them and they never sponsored the show. I even know... Not th- that we... We tried. We didn't try. Yeah, I actually knew the brand manager at Dr. Pepper. He told me to go fly a kite. Dang, Ute fan. That's true. He was a U of U under. <laughs> is that a fact? That is a that's fact. A fact? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, wow. actually, that's technically, a, that's he was... a weird piece of Rise to Shout podcast trivia. Yeah, yeah. He was actually, and he was, he did his MBA program at BYU because why would you do it at the U? Um, and he, uh, but he was a U undergrad, and I, I reached out to him, and I, actually, what, what, what happened is I sent him the the downloads, and he's like, no. <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I told him the that Utah sucks. So anyway, all right. First one comes from Jeremy Ashton, and we'll hear a little bit more from other Ashtons later on in the show. Actually, we'll hear... The whole Ashton clan. We actually will hear from Jeremy later in the show. You sent in two emails, Jeremy? I didn't even catch that when I was putting this together. You slipped one by you. Yeah, Way to like go. He's like a tweet bag hog here. He says... It's like a ninja. My son just joined a rugby team. Any suggestions on how I can learn this sport? I don't think the lifetime rugby fans of the games will want to hear me commentate upon how rugby is just a mix of football and soccer. They will not. No, don't do not do that. Don't be that guy. Don't don't say that, Jeremy. I, I would say um, there's probably good YouTube videos on it. I learned by... I've told that story on the show, right? When I was a reporter and uh, covered yeah, rugby? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you, they made you come out. They had you come out and play. They had me come out and play a couple times, and I learned a lot about the sport then. Uh, you know, I've learned this... I try, I've tried to learn cricket... As a grown person, um, I think it's hard as a grown person to get a good feel for a sport that you didn't grow up with. It's not that it's impossible. People do it. But I think it's hard. I think you just have to watch the sport, maybe read something, watch a intro to rugby YouTube video or something. It's a fun yeah, sport. I, yeah, yeah I, think, I think it just comes down to watching as much of it as you can. I, I've, I've watched people uh, whose children have gotten into lacrosse as an example, uh, trying to figure out how, how, what the rules are and how it works. And a lot of it comes down to, I think if you don't have an opportunity to play it, you've just got to watch a bunch of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. All right. Rugby is a fun game to watch. I don't totally get it, but it's a fun game to watch. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I really like the, uh, Oh, what is it? The sevens. It's the smaller, faster version. You don't have full teams. Mm -hmm. They did that for the Olympics, shorter halves. That format to me is a lot of fun. It's very fast. Um, all right, Trenton Little has a question for us, a couple of them. He says, some requests before you go. I'm not totally clear on how the telephone game works. I think Adam needs to explain that once more before you go. All right, <laughs> so here's how the telephone game works, Trenton. This is going to be terrible. One of us calls the other of us on the phone, and that person is not going to be there. So we're going to get their answering machine, which isn't really a thing anymore, voicemail if you want to call it that now and then we leave a message for that person but it's not really that person it's a fictional person that they have picked and they do it's their not message it's a fictional person I mean, it's a real no, person well but they're it could not really be a there. fictional person i guess it's the most of the time it's a real person <laughs> how did i do did i butcher it sufficiently oh that was indeed one of the worst explanations you. you've ever given my favorite though is when you explain it and you say one of us will call the other of us and i'm like that's i don't even think that's grammatically correct i don't even know how that works i love it you're terrible at explaining that game i've nailed it like twice in 10 years hundreds of years from now some archaeologist is going to come across however we've stored these podcasts right whatever the format for that is right and uh they're going to listen to this and they're going to they're going to it's going to be one of the greatest mysteries in history how does this game actually work (laughs) and the fact that it's it's not actually a game 
because there's no winners or losers. Like, yeah, no, it's not even actually a game. You're right. What about the aliens? I was waiting for. I was going. This is a weird one. Okay. (laughs) Oh, I was kind of hoping you'd forget. It's like when the aliens find the 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 wasted Earth hundreds of years from now, and they all think that we worshipped a giant mouse. (laughs) <laughs> or I've always thought if they land and Vegas is the place they unearth first, like, man, what was wrong with these people? Oh, good gravy. They'll be like, well, understand what happened here. Yeah, yeah, it seems, seems clear what happened. All right, Trenton's <laughs> second question. If you had a blue crystal ball, where do you see Kalani Satake in the BYU football? And by the way, before I get through this, we had so many tweet back questions, we are not going to get to them all. So if we We're did not the get best to yours, can. I really apologize. We've got a bunch in here, but... We're going to have to skip and, a few. And it's not personal. Like, it is not it just personal. Is, it is what it is. Some of them are it's repetitive. Just, it's just business, Lord business. That's right. Lord business. And they were repetitive and redundant at times. Um, if you had a blue crystal ball, where do you see Kalani Satake and BYU football in the next five to ten years? Is there any way Kalani could rise to the level of Lavelle Edwards? And what would he need to achieve that? We actually got a similar question to this a couple times. Um, Matt, I'm going to answer first. I don't believe it's likely at all that he puts together a run like Lavelle Edwards had. I think what is more likely is he puts together a run like Bronco had. I agree. The football landscape nationally has just changed so much since the Lavelle Edwards tenure that I I just don't, I don't even know how you would do it uh, from where we sit. I I don't know that getting into a a P5 conference even puts you in a position to do it. I, I just don't even know. There's just not a good analog. But the Bronco the Bronco run, I think, is achievable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is. And then Trenton f- finishes with a little bit of tribute. Thanks again for the many hours of audio and lots of good memories. I'm a little surprised you didn't wait till the end of your podcast on your annual MLB preview episode. I think that's what most listeners will miss most. But what do I know? It's true. The listeners will miss that, that episode. There were a lot of references to that episode there in were. the emails that there we were. got. So um, that proves the point, doesn't it? It sure does. I think it does. All right. Um, Brian Thacker on Twitter had a question for us. He says, what are your top five away games you'd like to attend over the next three seasons? Jeez. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. That's your answer this. to his question? Yeah, that's your answer to his question. Or, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know if... It, maybe USC from next season is in a top five. I don't know if any of the rest of them are. Um, well, and then he's also... like he, And then his question is also based on geography. Right, right. So there's another. There's something else to consider here. But if I were to just say top five away games in the next three seasons, including 2021, um, I like uh, USC. USC. I and like, you get twice. You get that twice. Mm-hmm. I like Arkansas and Baylor. What about Virginia? I like Oregon. Uh, Virginia's okay. UCF? I take Stanford over UCF. Huh. I think I just hit five. Yeah, I, I would put UCF, and I take out Stanford. I have no, no interest in standing in being on that campus. I'm gonna go to the Stanford game and dress up like a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to the Stanford game and dress up like a, a completely arrogant jerk. I'm gonna go to the Stanford game and dress up as a Stanford professor. I'm gonna wear a tweed jacket with elbow pads. Nice. Actually, like those it. are hip again, so I don't even know that it would make a difference. No. I might just blend in. You would totally you blend cool in regardless. Again? They're cool again, aren't they? I don't. I don't know. What do I know? I, I'm a 44 year old that lives in Kansas. I don't know what's cool. Probably going to the wrong source for my information yeah. here. All right, Jeremy Ashton. And after this, it's like after this question, it's like all tributes, crying tears. How great we are. Which I mean. My ego's big enough. I can, you can feed it. Uh, Jeremy Ashton said, how do you rank the BYU basketball players based on this year's performance? Number one is clearly Barcelo. Number two is probably Harms. But after that, the conversation gets debatable and interesting. Matt, where would you rank the uh, the 
the BYU sports, BYU sports, BYU foot basketball team. I'll get there. Wow, you are all over the place. We're 448 episodes deep, and you're like you're all over the you're all over the map, man. Yeah, that's it's because uh, yeah. So anyway, Barcelo and Harms are one and two. I believe that's correct though. Um, so who you got next? My internet is moving very slow, so I'm having trouble switching over to the tab. I'll say, I'll say, Harwood. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm Harwood. in, a, I'm, I'm in a, like an apocalyptic situation <laughs> yeah. down here. Yeah, the zombies are attacking outside Seriously, your door. Earlier today, there was this huge, loud, like rumbling noise, and we eventually figured out it came from a natural gas substation, like a couple miles away from my house. But it was like shaking houses. Everybody on our Facebook group for the for the subdivision was like, "Here, well, here it is." The comments were like, oh, what was that sound? It was the next level of Jumanji. Oh, what was that sound? The aliens have finally arrived. I hope they have heat. It was, um, it's been a, it's been a day, guys. It's been a day. All right. My internet finally caught up with this. Let's, let's keep going here. You go ahead and go first. All right. So I would say Harvard is probably, is probably the next to go. Um, and, I would say Gideon George, with the way he's played in conference, is probably next for me, followed by Loner. See, I I don't have a huge problem with the way you laid that out, but what about Averett? Well, Averett, the interesting thing about Averett is, right, he has overall, if you look at the whole season, he's outplayed George and Loner, okay? But not since the conference started. So it depends on if you want to do body of evidence or like at this point, who is the more valuable or better player, you know, and those may be debatable that those are the same thing. I mean, Averitt's great and he could be on that list. And like I said, like, like Jeremy said, it's very debatable. They're all pretty close. It's not as if, I mean, and Barcelo is heads and shoulders above, though, though he struggled a little bit lately, uh, but he's heads and shoulders above everybody else. But there's no yeah, like true. superstar on this team. No, I, I think you're right. The one and two is pretty easy, um, but there is not a superstar on this team, and and that's part of what's made this season so interesting. Is between that and the and the discovery of depth as the season has gone on, uh, this team has been very interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just look at minutes played there, and we've got ten guys that have played over 245 minutes. I mean that's it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. I mean it really is. Um, it's a it's a it's been a really interesting. Um, and if you want to do minutes per game, we've got eleven guys. Though it's a little it take out Baxter right because so ten guys that are averaging more than twelve minutes a game, which is typically not a good sign, right? It's typically that if you've got 10 guys playing that many minutes, it may mean that you don't know who you got. And you're, you know, or you've got guys in massive foul trouble all the time. But that's not what we've, what BYU has had this year. You know, there have been games where people have been in foul trouble. Uh, but, you know, a loner gets in there sometimes. But, all right. Thank you, Jeremy. Well, forget about Jeremy Ashton. Let's hear, let's hear from his dad, Owen. So, here's what Owen had to say. Are you crying over there? Have you already started crying? You can't cry. No, but I'm going to. Like, and, like, anyway, because I, 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 you and I have talked about this. I have been, uh, I've been very surprised and pleasantly surprised by, by some of the feedback we've received this week. But let, let's, go, let's go ahead yeah. and share some of it with everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Um, this I, this I, has I, been a lot of fun. Yeah, I debated, fun. I debated about sharing some of this, and I was like, no, I think everyone's going to want to hear these emails. And they're mostly emails, by the way. We did get some via uh, Twitter and Facebook, but people went long form. Um, and Owen had this to say, and I'm going to read this pretty much word for word from what he sent me. I, I I took out one paragraph where he was talking about something else. But thank you so much for your absolutely wonderful podcast over the last several years. I like the analysis of BYU sports, but also appreciate the commentary on current culture. I'm an old fogey. This has helped me feel younger and more connected. How on earth have we helped anyone feel younger or more connected? I'm not entirely sure, Owen, but I'm glad we were able to provide that service. Am, am I hashtagging? 
Yeah, my hashtag. My three sons, Jeremy, Johnny, and Rich, have been contributors to your show. Yeah, they have. Uh, between podcasts, we discuss them via text, message, and Zoom calls. This has brought us closer together, even though we are spread out from California to Virginia. So here's my question. Do you have any suggestion as how the four of us can fill in the void you are leaving? I I don't know, Owen. I, I I don't have a good answer for that. Yeah, but you know what? Either. This this whole this does resonate, I think, with us uh, because it. I mean, we, you and I can really relate to this. Uh, yes. Being part of a family spread across the country that share a, a, a fanship for for BYU, and when you think about kind of, that's kind of how this whole thing started for us. Um, you know, it, it, between you know uh, our brothers and, and, and we. That's that's kind of how this started was weekly phone calls like Owen is describing here. Um, uh, I will say that I, I do listen to BYU Sports Nation. Um, now, I prefer listening to our show, but but they're pretty good. Uh, Jeremy and Spencer do a good job, but yeah. it's just a different feel. It is definitely a different feel. It's a daily show, right? So, and, and that's kind of what killed it for me is I just I couldn't listen every day. You know what I yeah, mean? I typically get them on. I get that Friday show during a Saturday morning long run. Yeah. Because if you're going to run for like three or four hours, I mean, you got, you got a you few can, different things. You can kill a couple of podcasts. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Owen. I don't know what to tell you that I've listened to pretty much every BYU sports podcast over the last ten and a half years, mainly as research for our show to see what the quote unquote competition was. And quite frankly, most of them just didn't hit for me. It's nothing personal against those shows. Uh, some of them are quite popular. Some of them more get substantially more downloads than we do now. Um, you know, I remember back ten and a half years ago when it was us and Cougar Center. Oh, back when we first started, it was just the two of us out yeah, there. Yeah, it was basically the two of us. And there were a few others that popped up around then, but they didn't last because uh, some people, it was humiliating to only have 50 or 60 listeners for a year. Some of us, it wasn't as humiliating. I was, I was perfectly content when the numbers were that size. Yeah, first time um, we it got, was like, still, it was still just as fun to do it for me. Yeah, so. it, was, it was about the same. Um, all right, Simon has his final tweet bag question. Um, Come Matt. on into the tweet bag, Simon. So Come he on says, "Climb on in." I have listened to your stop with the creepy voice. Gosh, I have to do it at least show. one time. No, you it's don't. It's the last show. No, you I've don't. I've got to say, "Climb on in" one time. S- some things are better left unsaid. Anyway, I'm not. Right. Yell- I'm not going to say Cougars in the news. I had to at least say, "Climb on in." Can you? Maybe say I will Cougars throw out Cougars in the news. Cougars. I might throw it out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we're none kind of, us of unscripted do. from this point. Yeah, so yeah. Right. who knows? Who knows? Simon says this, and you did it right in front of Simon. The children. Think of the children, Matt. All right. Simon says, I've listened to your podcast for three years now, and there has never been an episode I haven't enjoyed. I used to listen to it in the car on the way to school, and it was the best part of my morning. What was your favorite game that you have played on the show? Also, take all the arguments from every show and do a big hot dog sandwich debate. We need to settle the debate once and for all. I've always enjoyed your show and will miss it a lot. Hashtag tweet bag. Hashtag hot rock bottom. Hashtag goodbye. <laughs> hashtag ten and a half years. Hashtag hot dog is a sandwich. Hashtag the best podcast of all time. Hashtag Cosmo is still the best. Um, Matt, what was your favorite game to play? It's the telephone game. It's answering machine or whatever we call it. That uh, that's the, that was the favorite one. That was my favorite one. Yeah. Because yeah. I could always get you just as poorly prepared as I was for the rest of the show. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah. I like that one too a lot. Uh, I also... We haven't played it in years, and so some listeners may not remember. But the other one that was just terrible that I loved was uh, the the uh, one where we'd throw the flag and oh, call a yeah, penalty. That never worked. It never oh, worked. It never terrible. made any sense. And we would make up penalties that weren't real. Yeah, and we, I wasn't was sure terrible. if I was throwing a challenge flag or a penalty flag. Yeah, it was wonderfully terrible. All right. I will so, say, though, that Simon hit one of my favorite hashtags of all time for our show. Hot Rock Bottom. Hot Rock Bottom. Yeah, that's right. I got the hot rock bottom. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember how that one started. One of us was trying to say rock bottom. Like, I think one of us was trying to say hit rock bottom, and they said hot, hot rock, rock bottom. bottom. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember good. if you said it or I said I it, but remember. then, all, then it, became, it became a thing. It became a thing for a while. Well, we got an email from Simon's dad, Brian. 
And I'm going to read not all of this, but much of Bryant's email. Um, and I'm going to try not to lose it. Okay. All right. Yeah. And did he, and I know some of these emails were, you know, they, they, some people did send some emails and ask us not to yeah, yeah, yeah. read them on the air. Yeah. But I think Brian was okay with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm not going to read everything here in this email. Um, okay. He said, he said this, uh, you know, that, He's been listening to the podcast for five or six years, and he's the only podcast that I've ever listened to where I've genuinely been excited about every episode. I haven't listened to them all, but I've listened to the vast majority, and I can tell you that to me, it is the BYU, best BYU sports podcast out there. You both have the ability to transport the listener and make them feel like they're having a couch conversation with you in your home. It was probably also helps that we were at BYU at the same time, so we share many similar historical passions. Simon has grown up listening to every episode in the car on the way to and from school with me. He said, I was heartbroken last week when you mentioned that the podcast was coming to a close. Um, you need to know that there will be a void in my life without your weekly analysis and other BS around BYU sports and just life in general. It's difficult to find podcasts that both provide thought-provoking conversation yet still allow for casual laughter and entertainment. You both have created that and now it's gone. The last paragraph, I'm going to edit a little bit. Um, he says, you have been amazing examples, mentors, and overall good influences on my son, Simon. I think that's the first time someone's written that about me and youth. So we'll see. I'm a bishop now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you better figure that out. <laughs> he says he admires and respects both of you in many ways. And uh, he then tells about how every time we would read one of Simon's emails, they would share it with family members and friends and how excited Simon was to to that we uh used his questions on air. And I'll tell you what, Simon, I'll just I'll just put this out there. You had some of the best questions we've ever had on the show. And it was an honor to read your questions, Simon. We we loved every question you sent in. Um and I know we didn't use all, every single one, but we used almost all of his questions. Um and one of my favorite to ever answer was the robot football player one, uh, because <laughs> nobody else would have asked us that question, Simon, and it led to a fun discussion. Um, I, I will say this. Simon has been one of my favorite contributors to the show. Um, absolutely. Great questions. Um, I love the lead into his questions is always great. Simon has been, it, it's been a pleasure to have him. On and I, I was really excited that he, you know, you, you know, the first time somebody writes in or sends a question that's good that you like, it's always exciting when that person comes back. And, and Simon is a good example of that. Yeah, for sure. Well, as long as we're talking about the youth of America, let's talk about Lena, who happens to be my eldest daughter. She says, "Rise and Shout podcast." Here is my last question for the podcast: Out of all the episodes that you have recorded, which ten were your favorite? I am not doing a top ten list, Lena. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you have a top 10? Uh, I can well, give I you my top know. 10. I went back and listened to some old ones. I can, I'd have to think about, like, some conversations and things that happened, but I, I couldn't find all the episodes. Yeah, I couldn't either. I went back and looked at some. Uh, she said, who is your favorite guest on the podcast? Um, my favorite guest that we've had on the show is, I mean, it's hard for me to say favorite, so I'll, I'll put them in two categories. Having... Jay Drew was our kind of our first semi-famous guest. And I used to work for Jay at the Tribune a long, long time ago. And that's when we had like 50 listeners. Dick Harmon came on the show early on because I worked with him at the Daily Herald when we were when we had nobody listening to us, right? When having a guest would like triple our listenership that week, right? And by triple I mean you went from 40 people to 120, right? Like not, not big oh, numbers. I remember that first time we broke 100. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my You're gosh. Doing virtual high fives. And then Greg Rebell was great to have on the show, too. These All these folks were so kind to come on our show when, quite frankly, we didn't, quote, unquote, deserve to have guests of that caliber at that point. Um, I would say that Bill Connolly, of, uh, of, who's now fairly famous at ESPN, he's probably my favorite that we've had on the show because he's so analytical, but can also be entertaining. And Emery Hunt, who's come on the show the last few years to discuss the draft, who's now become a bigger deal on draft analysis, um, has also been been a great one. And Bill Connolly actually connected me with Emery Hunt because uh, Bill couldn't make it on the show one time. Um, anyway, 
do you have a favorite guest we've had on? I I loved Emory Hunt. I've yeah, I found em, Emory Hunt's analysis insightful. Uh, his his view on BYU football players well informed. He was a lot of fun. I, I think that uh, and uh, the the little bit of banter between Greg and Jerem Jordan, uh, Greg Rebel and Jerem Jordan, around who had been on the show more was also fun. Yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And and Jerem and I became. He did the show so many times, and Greg and I had a good rapport too. Is that when they were on, it felt very natural, right? Yeah, they, um, yeah, but they're both. I mean, pros. I mean, yeah, they're, they're pros. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, all those, all those people you listed are pros. Yeah, but really. I mean, like we're just Jay's, a couple of dummies Jay's, out here um, with some microphones. You know, Jay's Skype, a but. Jay's a print guy, right? I mean, he's he's good right. on air too. But I mean, Greg Rebell is is a pros pro, right? I mean, he he could have rapport with you know a, a stick. That's that was. Yeah, I don't know. You, yeah, that was terrible. You made that very weird. Yeah, but um, that's right on brand. Lena, Lena finishes saying, "Super sad that you're done with doing the podcast. It is always the highlight of my week to listen to your funny conversations." And Lena's been listening on about a year, maybe a year and a half. Um, so anyway, um, next one, Jared Burge. He says, "All joking aside, I want to let you know that I will miss listening to your podcast." The two of you have greatly enhanced my enjoyment of BYU football and basketball. You have also provided me with a greater appreciation of other BYU sports, though I still have no interest in watching them. Your brotherly banter, (laughs) humor, and penchant for discussing utter nonsense, as well as your habit for taking playful shots at your brother Don, will be greatly missed. Other aspects of the podcast that I love included Matt's sound effects. Any sound effect for us, buddy? Cougars in the news. There you go. Matt's undying love for Torchy's tacos. I I love them too. Um, Adam's movie TV show analysis. The fact that neither you have ever watched an R-rated movie. Movie. It's it's true. <laughs> this is facts. Your love for Tom Brady and the Patriots, even though you are hated for it. Um, sometimes sometimes you have to be hated for the truth. Yeah, it's true. Um, by the way, Matt, you didn't even notice that I did something with Simon's email. Uh, you skipped the hot dog sandwich debate part of this question because I was going to come back to it later. Okay. All right. All right. I was like, did, did I slip that past him? No, no. it's coming back. Right. I know. Right. It's, I, don't worry. I was, getting, I was ready to just throw it in there when you were least expecting it. Okay. So you're right. good. All right. All right. All right. See you coming from a mile away, Mangum. That's right. Tyler I'm Anderson says, I think I speak for the rest of Cougar Nation when I say I will miss listening to this show as one of the highlights of my week. I'm so grateful for all the great episodes and memories. Thank you both for all the years of analysis and entertainment. Before I listened to the show, I hated the Patriots and didn't watch much baseball. So take it as a compliment. Now the Patriots are just like my fourth least favorite NFL team. And now I know that the MLB isn't too bad. Thank you guys so much. Hashtag tweetbag. Hashtag bearcats. Hashtag answering machine. Oh, what a bear and a cat. Uh, Yeah, never mind. Made it? Or made it. I don't, I don't I, remember. I, I, it's a I still don't know what you're saying. I said mated. No, I'm telling you right now, you are mated. trying to enunciate it, and I still can't tell the difference. It still <laughs> doesn't. I, I don't even know which thing I am saying that you said mate. anymore. I don't mate. even know. This, M-A-T-E. this thing is speaking on. Come on, come on, Mangum, you're killing me, killing me, Spells. Bears, cats living together, complete pandemonium. No, it's mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. There you go. Go watch Whatever. Ghostbusters again, buddy. It's been too long, obviously. Um, actually, my favorite is from Ghostbusters 2 uh, at the beginning, the the uh, court scene, where he, uh, Rob Moranis' character is like, and uh, when I turned into a dog, uh, they helped me. And then he sits down. And he's like, thank you very much. That was short, but pointless. Kind of like our show, actually. Actually, our show is rarely short. Like this episode. Yeah, it's, al- it's always longer than we plan on it being. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Rob Aaron said, thank you for the fabulous content over the last five years, which is as long as I've been listening. You two have been there for some long runs, sleepless nights, and long drives across the country. The thoughtful insight and poor prognostication, that's true, we are terrible at prognosticating, have been exactly what I like to hear when discussing BYU and many other topics. It is kind of like I am moving away from two friends. I wish you both the best in whatever you have next. If you find yourselves in Austin, feel free to drop me a line in Torchies. Ace of Spades challenge. It's on him. Um, and he says, hashtag climb on out. Hashtag the tweet bag must. What? Must have must have ripped. It's must a, have it's a ripped. Contraction. Oh, yes, it's a contraction. Sorry. 
Sorry, Rob. I'm, I'm terrible at reading, apparently. He's just a little slow. Austin's a great town. Austin is uh, a Rob, fantastic. So, and I'm not too far away, so that that would actually be fun. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Uh, Chris Gregory and I says, think, and, I, oh, and others have kind of thrown out like locations and stuff too, like for Grand Canyon trips and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that that and the, any of this stuff would be great, but we'll get into some of that as we keep going. Yep. Yeah. Chris, Bates, I'll, I'll destroy you all. Yeah. No, it's it's trailer. Uh, it's trailer park trashy. That's it. Have you had the Ace of Spades? Yeah, it's fine. A trailer park. It's very trashy it's extremely is, filling. It's extremely is, filling. It's amazing. All right. Chris Gregory says, after a long run. I don't run long enough probably to enjoy it. Uh, Chris Gregory says, I came to your podcast a few years late, just found you about three years ago, but I've really enjoyed it, and I'll miss my weekly fix of BYU Sports Talk. And although I still don't really know if a hot dog is a sandwich, I do know you guys we are informative. Know entertaining and awesome on a scale of one to Detmer. You guys are at least a Bosco. Okay, Matt, <laughs> you can be a Sarkeesian. I'll take a Bosco. That's not a bad deal. Uh, I'll be honest. And I know we're having fun with these and this is super fun to read, but there were, there were several of these where, uh, uh, where I got a little, I, I got a little verklempt as we yeah. read them. Um, and some of them that we've been through already, but this one with the, okay, Matt, you can be a Sarkeesian. Right in the feels, Chris. Yeah, right in you the gave feels. Me, you gave me, you, you let me be Sark. Hey, Bosco was my hero as a kid. I had a signed Bosco poster in my room. So right, and a hot dog is a sandwich. All right, what's next? Okay, are you ready for this? A hot dog's a sandwich. I'm done. Are you? I concede. Whoa, whoa! Late breaking news. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious, you idiot. Ah! <laughs> it's not a sandwich. <laughs> It's oh, not a sandwich. Are you kidding no, me? No, this would be a great arc for our whole story. We yeah. argue. No way. Hot dog is sandwich, no arc. and at the end, you finally no come around, and you're like, it is. No, it it's is not a sandwich. sandwich. It's a hot dog. Oh, you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> that could have been a moment. You're the worst. And you thought you could see me from a mile away. Totally, wow, you got me. You yeah, got yeah. me. All nice right, job, fine. buddy. You win. I win. Whatever. As usual. Uh, Joel Everett. Uh, he, he sent a lot, but... I, I really like this one because it revealed something we had through several emails that I had no idea. He says, I would love to see keep you going forever, but I know that sometimes life has other plans and we need to focus on different priorities. My wife, Katie, and I have listened to the podcast for about five years. It's the only podcast we both listen to. Katie usually listens to the podcast first and will ask me if I've gotten to XYZ part yet or heard some funny comment you made. Needless to say, we will miss sharing the podcast together. We have enjoyed your humor, banter, and, of course, sports analysis over the years. Uh, my awareness of BYU sports is definitely going to take a dive. We have also loved that you incorporate discussions about your families, jobs, movies, books, being a member of the church, missions, Matt's tattoo. Please remind me of what episode that is from. Wait, I don't remember. Wait, we talked about that on the show? Multiple times. At least <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> And all other non-sports things. I even like the baseball analysis. And, of course, he mentioned the Bearcats. Uh, we have come to think of you as friends, even though we have never met you in person. Losing the podcast is a bit like losing two friends, so we are sad to see you go. My six-year-old daughter still remembers from Facebook Live halftime show that Matt said, Joel is on fire. Go, Matt. I remember that. I say remember it. that. Say it. Say it. No, oh, I just said I did it like uh, I tried to do it like NBA Jam, but yeah. it wasn't good. Yeah, do it. Come on. Joel is on fire. There you go. Because I was rattling off a bunch of comments. You're welcome to move to San Diego, but then Adam would have to put up with all the Aztec fans here, and they are insufferable. That is 100% correct. That is 100% correct, Joel. They are insufferable. Um, here's his question for the final two. By the way, the part that I didn't understand, there's a bunch of you that listen to this as family. Like we knew the Ashtons did it right because they they had commented on that previously, but hearing from Owen was great. Uh, Katie, we did not even know that you listened to the show. We obviously knew Joel did, uh, but uh, shout out to Katie and the other spouses and and wives and other people. A bunch of you who have never messaged us at all that are listening to this and enjoying this last show. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. We had no idea that so many people listened it to it together. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and and I think this may be you know and there are going to be parts of this that I anticipated would be hard, but I, I did want to say this. Um, with and I don't want to get too um, I don't want to get too sentimental about it. But you're you about know, to. Though. I think this. 
Yeah, I am, but I think I can get through it. Um, it's like when you get up on in Fast and Testament, and you're like, I think I can do this. No, I can do this one. No, you can't. But you, uh, you always no, cry I'll be fast fine. We're just the buildup is too bad. Right, now, right. See, now the buildup is too bad. Right, okay, but anyway, so but I think for me, reading some of these, and I think Joel and and Katie's email here is is a good example, and the Ashtons and and the pickups and and several of you who talked about listening to it as families. You know, th- this really did start. Um, I, I, with, you know, Adam called me and was like, Hey, we could do this podcast. I mean, we talk on the phone after every BYU football game for like an hour. And I think maybe your wife had even suggested we should just record it and, and put it out there. Like, it'll be easy. Cause we're already having the conversations. Now it turned out to be a little bit more complicated than that. But, um, but for me, like this as a tool, like for you and me to come together and share this with our siblings, pick on Don a little bit. Um, you know, even the discussions we had with with uh, with our late brother Mark, uh, early days uh, with with Sam, with our sister Rachel, and it's just and even you know our dad listens to the thing at night, like when he's trying to fall asleep. So to hear other people talk about how this has been a part of their BYU ex- fan experience with their own families and has brought people together, um, that also I had no clue that um that it had that it was meaningful in that way for other people and so for me just to hear that has been has been really rewarding and and it's difficult to say okay yeah we're we're gonna stop doing this knowing that it actually carries some of the same family connection meaning for some of you Uh, but i really do appreciate you sharing that with us and helping us know that you know all of this time that we spent doing this past 10 and a half years did something for you and your family like it did for us and my power just went out so you're gonna lose me but I'll get back on when my generator kicks in. Um, I can still hear you. Oh, you know what? I'm on, I'm on battery power on the laptop, and yeah. I'm using the Wi-Fi off my phone. You're so using good. the Wi-Fi for phone. We're not going to lose you, bro. It's a, it's a All miracle. Right, we're going we're to power right through. So, so I totally agree with you, Matt. I think I just had no idea what this meant to some of you. I've now said that like six times, but uh, I'll probably say it another six before we're done. I, I am repetitive. People have pointed that out in the past. I, I would say this. I mean, you and I have been close for a long time, right? And you and I have gotten along. I think I think we started getting along when you were about 14. Before that, I didn't like you very much. You were annoying. I don't um, even know. I, 14 feels a little early. I was probably older than that. But. No, no, because no, it was it was my senior year, I think. Okay, it was, fair enough. Fair was, enough. I think it was my senior year, junior year, where we started getting along. And, you know, we spent time at BYU together and all those things. And it, one of the things that has made this show really easy is that you and I could talk to each other for a long time and talk about anything, right? I mean, so that's one of the things that I think has contributed to these comments about it feels like a couch conversation is because it is, right? Yeah. Like you and I are, yeah, we're performing a little bit, but both of us are performers anyway and always have been, right? Like, you know, we like to ham it up for an audience. I don't nope. think that's a couple gonna... of wild and crazy guys. guys. Uh, I mean, that's not going to surprise anybody who's listened to this show more than maybe once. Um, but it was, it's amazing to, like you said, to read this, but it really originally started. I mean, Kathleen did say, my wife did say, you guys should just record these conversations because, you know, she was like, you, you sit there and break down the game and all that stuff. Um, anyway, Speaking of tweetbag questions here, which we weren't, so one of my classic terrible segues, uh, his, Joel's final tweetbag question is, I should probably know this, but Matt always says, Playoff? In a way that makes me assume it is from a movie or TV show reference. What is the reference? You guys are great, and I will always remain a big fan of the Rise and Shout podcast. Matt, would you like to explain where that yes. playoff is from? Playoff? Playoff? I can't remember the guy's name. Um, who was, what was the coach's name? I can see his face, but I'm drawing a blank. Uh, now I am too. He coached for the oh Colts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he, uh, and they asked him playoffs. how, if he thought their team had any chance of making the playoffs in a, in a presser. And he went, um, and he, that's how he responded. He said, playoffs, playoffs. Oh, his son and also coached. The, Jim, Jim Mora. Mora. It's Jim Mora. Yeah. We both so thought of Jim it at the Mora. same time. That's great. Yeah, so Jim Mora, you can YouTube this. It is a clip from like 2006, and uh, I mean it's an old, old clip. But they ask him uh, about his team's chances of making the playoffs, and he goes into this thing like playoffs, playoffs. I, I, we just need to win a game. 
Uh, but yeah. it's a great clip. It's very funny. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's definitely worth watching. Um, he was an entertaining guy in his press conferences. It's not quite the Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. but it's Or but what it's, was the Denny Green, the Dennis Green one? You just crown him if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and crown him. That's man, we I don't mean, have. And none of these are as good as, as what's his face is. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, Mike like Gundy. That. Like, that's like the best. Right? Oh, I use that line all the time. Now that I'm 44, it's like, oh, I can't use it as much. I'm too old. Anyway. Playoffs? Playoffs? So, so Matt, our next, our next email entry, I would like you to read. I would actually love to read this one. It would be my honor to yes, read this. Please, please read it. So our, so our next entry comes from Darwin Lyons. Now, what's interesting about Darwin, for those of you who've been listening to the show, is Darwin had zero affiliation with BYU, um, is a friend of mine. I, and I'm going to say he's a friend of mine that, I've met, that I met through work. Um, and uh, Darwin and I have known each other for several years. And uh, I've I've gone to Dar I've gone to Darwin for advice at work. He's come to me for advice. And uh, anyway, we don't get to see each other as much as we used to. But but Darwin is an interesting case in terms of listeners. So here's what Darwin has to say: Adam, a sincere thanks to you to you and your equally nerdy little brother Matt. Thanks for sharing your passion. Hey, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. You are not, not equally as nerdy as, nerdy as me. As no, no, you're. No, I'm not near. I'm not nearly as nerdy. That's no, fine. No, no. All right, go ahead. So. He says, thanks for sharing your passion and obvious love for each other. I'm not sure that I can – and he's got that wrong. I'm not sure that I can find anything else to follow as I, was, as I really enjoyed listening, laughing, and having to research BYU sports so that I could submit a question. And he actually he would do this. He would, he would text me and like, what are you guys going to talk about? And I got to look up some stuff to ask some questions. Now, what am I going to do with all of that knowledge? Okay, Matt can tell you that I retained nothing from my research. But I've been praying for Matt for years and will now include you and yours as well. God bless, Darwin. So, Darwin, it has been a ton of fun to joke around with you about this podcast. Darwin has had the opportunity to, uh, at one point, bring up the show in front of our boss several years ago. It happened to be the week we did the entire show in British accents. So the boss pulled up the show and was like, what is this hot garbage that you spend your time doing? I'm like, well, it's not normally like this. Uh, um, we would say then, hot rubbish, Matt. Hot then, rubbish, not hot garbage. Just a few weeks ago... I would because Darwin and I we don't live it, live in the same place anymore, but we crossed paths at a at uh, at, at a work meeting. Actually, he's closer here now, but um, we crossed paths at a work meeting, and he brought it up again in front of some like senior leaders in our company, and they're like, "You have a podcast? I I thought you were cool," and uh, I was like, "Well, you were wrong." But anyway, but yeah, Darwin's been a lot of fun to have on the show. So I, and I really appreciate his enthusiasm, even though it it may be feigned uh, for for listening to the show. Well, I, I'll tell you what, um, the other day at work, I had a guy ask me, hey, he, he was messing with me, but he heard from somebody else that I wrote novels. And so he, I am to me and said, hey, I hear you write, write romance novels. Oh, it's like Fabio on the cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious. And then yeah, I told him like that Nicholas I. Nicholas Sparks over here. <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting next. Well, we'll get to Nicholas Sparks here in the next email. Um, I was reading, I was, I read the IM to my wife. And of course she laughs that it, she thought it was off the charts. Funny that I could write a romantic novel, you know, like, yeah, he couldn't pull that up. All right. Our next one is from my college roommate, Keith Smith. To my old roommate, Mags, and his annoying little baby brother, Mags. Uh, he called you an annoying baby brother. You're not even the baby. Then he, he actually called me Baby Mags, which oh, I don't even know Mags. what to do with that, Keith. So. Yeah, you're Baby Mags. Thanks for the last several years of white noise. I really enjoyed at least half of the episodes. Not going to lie, though, in a world of podcasts that is growing ever more crowded, it's become increasingly difficult to squeeze this one in every week. Just the other day, I had my <laughs> headphones on. And engaged in several seconds of loud laughter. What are you listening to? My wife asked. Rise and shout. And by the way, I know his wife as well. No, Rob Lowe is interviewing Martin Short. He's hilarious. After studying out my mind and pondering how to separate my programming a good, better, best. Now he's referencing President Oaks. I have graded your podcast a solid good plus. I'll take a good plus, right? Hey, I just, I'm glad we made the cut. Still, your analysis looks much better than the Patriots' decision to part ways with Tom Brady. I mean, I know hey. he cheats, but geez, pay that man and give him a roster spot. 
Anyway, here's my final question for you two caffeinated, cougar-loving crybabies. A glitch in the Matrix places you in Provo with a survivor from the Titanic who miraculously has just been found and is not aged at all. Let's call him Jack. Jack knows nothing about BYU or college sports. You have 24 hours to convert Jack into a BYU sports fanatic. You choose the year, sport, game, and other pre- and or post-game food and activities. You have unlimited budget. What are your plans with Jack? Thank for the memories, Keith Smith, lead vocalist and saxophonist on Loose Change, which we did focus, uh, one, uh, had one of their songs on the show once, chief notebook evangelist, um, Nicholas Sparks reference, and founder and curator of the one. Open Mouth Peck. <laughs> All right. So, Matt, what would you do with Jack, who got frozen in the Titanic, a.k.a. like kind of like uh, Captain America? He gets unfrozen, and we're going to try to convert him to be a BYU sports fanatic. And why is it the 1996 season? So, I... I and what's crazy here is I get a year sport game. I'm going to take a whole year, and it is the 1996 season, and I'm going to bring him to the very first BYU football game I ever intended, attended in person, which Texas was 1996 A&M. BYU Texas yeah, A&M in Provo, Utah. Just like a thousand times. But then he and I are going to travel, and we're going to watch every. We're going to go to every game. Are you going to? I'm stand never going to let go, are, Jack. Are you going <laughs> to? You gonna stand right Jack on the railing? Let Jack get up on the door. Cougar Stadium at if the it top. Gets bad, I'll sh- I'm on top of the world. It's bad. If it gets bad, I'll let Jack share my seat. There's plenty of room up here for both of us. That's true. That's true. You don't have to let him. I'm the king of the world. I already be, just that'll said be that. me and Jack up staring. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, that's, that's weird that what you just said. Um, I would say the, the Jimmer year, Jimmer senior season, that would be a fun one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be a fun one. I, I'll tell you what, you could take the 2020 football season. That wouldn't be a bad one either. I mean, I have to say, if we were going to go out on a football season, we didn't do too shabby picking one. No, I mean, this is like a it. it's a, like a generational football season. Yeah, it's a great one. All right, so we have one last question, Matt, from Gary Payne. He says, hope you and your families are well. Just wanted to say thanks for all the free entertainment over the years. I've really enjoyed it, and you made being a BYU fan a lot more enjoyable. I mean, getting through the Detmer offensive coordinator years alone was worth it. I don't know what has changed and certainly hope all is well. We've, of course, he said, I'm secretly hoping it's because Adam signed a massive book deal or he's collaborating with Brandon Sanderson on a new series. I wish. If that were the case, I'd still be doing the show because then I could quit my day job and do this show whenever, right? Um, By the way, if my boss is listening, I love my day job. It's very enjoyable. (laughs) Yeah. That's you don't so need to worry about that unless unless Darwin knows your boss, in which case he's going to point out the show to him. Well, it has come up at work that I do this podcast, but unlike with Darwin, no one has played it at work or anything to this Oh, point. that was great. Um, he says, but I've always been impressed with your consistency with being gamefully employed, active in the church, having large and growing families, and most importantly, the marriage capital that likely gets used up. That is 100% true uh, for both of us, I think. Jeremy Ashton and I always talk about traveling to a game that you were planning to go to so that we could hear Matt's Go Cougars live and in person. Again, wishing you all the best. Gary, a.k.a. Fast Break GP. P.S. My nephews call me Slow Break Uncle G. Actually, that's a pretty sweet nickname, too. Slow Break Uncle G. Gary. Um, so, um, I did want to read something else from Sweeney here. Let's go here. Sweeney! Um, Sweeney did tweet at us at uh, when we said the show was about to end. And he did say... Uh, and then I, when I tweeted last night and said we were going to... Uh, we were going to you know, be delaying a day or two. He says, this is like a late night stay by the Supreme Court while sitting on death row. Glad we could delay this for another week. Um, and I'm sorry, there were a bunch of other questions... From guys, uh, we are already at an hour. Um, and there were just a bunch of, hey guys, um, you know, thanks for the show um, on Twitter, and we really appreciate that. And Jeff Whiting asked, could we just do a podcast during the football season? How does that sound? Well, Jeff, you might get your wish. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Jeff was in the bargaining phase at that point. Yeah. I, I would say this. I, I just don't know, right? Um, I don't know what it's going to look like in five months, but 
Um, there was no chance of that before you guys sent all this stuff in. Because um, I we had decided we were done. Um, so now there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance? Um, what else do we got to do before we get off? Do we got to do Boston Batman? Uh, oh, there's so much. There's so like I just I wish we could recreate the moments where I would listen to the show on public transportation and and get into fits of laughing to tears. Um, those oh. were some of the most embarrassing and wonderful moments of my life. To go back to <laughs> Lena's question, maybe my favorite one of my favorite moments of all time in the show was who was it who um, who said he was on public transportation too and was laughing because both of us were giggling like school children. And it was like, and he was like, he was like, it was like watching my parents laugh at something when I was little and, and, and I, I didn't, didn't know what they were laughing at, but I wanted to laugh to be cool. Yeah. 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 Who was that? I forget yeah. who that was. But I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, it was just, it was just fantastic. Those, those moments where people seemed to enjoy it as much as we were enjoying it, the laughter and the ridiculousness, um, you know, and I don't know. I mean, there was there's so many moments that it's hard to hard to pick my favorite. But I will say, if I had to pick one at this moment, that it was probably it was probably back when we were first starting and we started playing games. And I remember the episode because we had played it very straight up. And if you remember, for years we did the Cougars in the News, right? Um, and we were acting like a news show, like we were breaking news. And of course we were never breaking news ever. Like, um, but I remember when we started doing the games and it was like, we were basically were stealing from PTI. And the first time we did the answering machine game, we laughed so hard at my explanation that first time that, you know, it was like five minutes of us laughing uncontrollably. And I remember as I was editing the show, I remember this very specifically. I was editing the show. I don't know. It's episode like 70 or something. I don't know. Um, Maybe even earlier than that. And I'm editing the show and I was wondering if I should just take all that laughter out because it really was like a couple minutes. We couldn't compose ourselves. And I was like, no one will want to listen to this. Right. And you're you're like wheezing, um, and I could not breathe. I left it in, and I just thought, you know, what the heck? It's my show. I'm gonna leave it in, right? We've got like 50 listeners. Who cares? And then we find out that people loved those segments where we would laugh, and it was all genuine, right? We never did like let's. All right, we're gonna laugh from minute 41 to 46 today. No, right? we were never we were never that well prepared, ever, ever that well prepared. So. Um, anyway, that's all I got, Matt. I don't know what else to say. I kind of don't want to end it, but you're going to, we're going to have to yeah. end it. What's been interesting here the last, uh, this, this last couple of weeks that we've know, as we know, we've been wrapping this up a couple of things, you know, one is, you know, my, I read a bunch of these emails to my wife and her response was, are you, you should probably keep doing this, <laughs> which is interesting, right? Because we've spent so much time as some people have, have, over the past ten and a half years, as some people pointed out, into this, and you know, she's and she's been very, very cool about it. Um, and and the other thing I, I'd say this, with just I don't mean to get too sappy, but uh, for me, Adam, the, what's been made, what's made this real fun for me is just getting to do it with you. And uh, you know, this was really your idea. You brought kind of the talent. You brought the the good the interviews, the asking good questions, putting together agendas that that really made this work and made this fun. And, you know, with everything that happens in anybody's life over a decade of time, it's been fun to have this, you know, consistently where we'll get on and, and we'll talk for 30, 40 minutes sometimes before we even start recording the show about just things and just catching up. And, and sometimes we do that after we're done recording. And for me, like that has just that's been that's that's been a big difference for me. Um, so I, I, I thank you for coming up with this idea. This this has been a ton of fun. And I hope that my kids and grandkids get to listen to this later, and uh, and know things about uh, about me and about their uncle. But this has been a ton of fun. Yeah. What are you trying to make me cry, dude? Um, it has been a blast. Um, you know, we, you know, we're best friends. I don't. I think we can say that on the show, right? After ten and a half years, um, and we've been through a lot together over the last ten years. Uh, this show, you know, we lost our brother, um, among 
other things that have gone on in our lives in the last 10 and a half years. As I think Gary pointed out, we've each, uh, I mean, my 10-year-old was born after the show. I mean, here's the crazy part. We started that in the fall after Jane was born. She was just gotten out of the hospital after five weeks. Eh, it wasn't just, but it was close after she got out of the hospital for five years, five weeks in the neonatal intensive care unit. You remember that? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, the a, it was an insane time. It was the weirdest time to start. I was super stressed. Work wasn't going particularly well at the time. I thought I was thinking about switching careers. I mean, what were you doing at that time? I don't even ago. know, dude. I did switch careers. I've switched careers and gotten a degree while we've been doing this. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you went back to business school, and we still pulled this off. You're, I remember that first semester of business school. Uh, you would often, uh, if you go back to that year, Jerem was on the show a lot because you'd you'd uh, you'd message me and be like, I cannot do it tonight, and I'd be like, text Jerem, hey, dude, you want to record tonight? And he'd be like, sure, yeah, I can record. Um, you know, and we kept it going through all that stuff. But I, for me, it's the same, dude. Uh, hanging out with you every usually Tuesday or Wednesday night, recording this show, doing our live halftime shows, um, you know, and the conversations we had during, before, and after the show have been have been fantastic. And I'm I'm just really glad that that other people enjoyed it. And like we've said now, seventy five times in this episode, had no clue how much it meant to some of you i mean obviously sweeney and 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 a few other super fans who've interacted with us more but some of you emailed us some of you that we read your emails this is your first time ever being on the show right and i i think that's amazing that you know there's a bunch of people we didn't even know that were enjoying it uh, at at uh, this kind of level so uh thanks matt thanks for being being there with uh, with me while we did it, this has been this has been a blast, and thanks to all of you for listening because it's been it's been a cool ride. It's been a cool ride. Uh, ten and a half years ago, I would have never thought we were doing this. Ten and a half years into the future, you couldn't have convinced me that was even possible. No, um, you know, and and think about it. The other one that started at the same time is Mitch Harper's now like an actual like journalist, right? Yeah, uh, and yeah he, then, he took a slightly different route with his podcast. He did, he did. <laughs> took a slightly different route. Uh, and then you look at, uh, you know, uh, when uh, when BYU Sports Nation started, not that we were doing Jerem a favor because they didn't need our help or anything, but like they were pretty small at the time. It was still starting, you know, when Jerem came on the first time. And now, of course, they're BYU Sports Nation. They're massively um, successful. So, uh, it's kind of interesting to see how it's all changed over the years. Well, that's about all I got. I, I don't know if I can do a Boston Batman tonight. What would I that's say? That's all right. You got Sometimes you got to leave the people wanting more. That's that's what. Well, that's apparently what we're doing. This whole episode is geared to do that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, big, it is. big jerks that we are. Uh, but anyway, we loved uh, all your feedback, and we apparently have no souls, so we we're going to no still souls. have to stop doing yeah, it. Yeah, we're still going to stop doing it. But again, email us, riseandshoutpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to be kept in the loop. Like I said, I think there's a a possibility. I just I just don't know. I can't tell the future. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna bow out for certain for the rest of the basketball season and the summer as we kind of figure figure a few other things figure a few other things out. And if we make it to an away game uh, in the fall, we'd love to let people know when that is. Uh, for those of you who've, who've expressed some interest in maybe getting together or, or meeting in person, that would be yeah. a ton of fun. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, for those of you that live in Utah, we'll probably be at FanX uh, in September. Um, I'm planning, at least as of now, of still doing that. And there's a home game that weekend, isn't there? I'm pretty I sure believe there is. is. So, um Matt wouldn't be there, so it'll be a better time, quite frankly. It's Arizona State. Oh, their fans are obnoxious, too. Is that true of all fans? Are all fan bases obnoxious? I don't think so. I think you hate everybody's fan base. No, Wisconsin's fans, I mean, there's there are obnoxious fans, but as a whole, when they came to Purdue, it was fun. Right. Yeah, I agree. And when we went to and we went and saw them at Camp Randall for with BYU, oh, yeah. that was, it was fun. a blast. Notre Dame, so nice. 
almost like you're wondering if they're being it's like Andrew nice. Luck when he'd get <laughs> sacked and be like, Oh, that was such a good sack, dude. You're like, Are they are they being are they are they, is this some type of joke? Are they like playing me? Anyway. Well, thanks everybody for downloading and listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've loved the ten and a half years we've done this show. And for those of you that have been with us for ten or two or three or four or whatever time you've been with us, we really appreciate it. And we will catch you some other time. Go Cougars! Go Cougars!